0: I'll fuck you (laughs) Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please cut together like one of those YouTube like... uh, uh, Fuck you Lewis, y'all. Fuck you Lewis. Fuck you Lewis, y'all. Welcome to episode 88 of the Skankverse Podcast, our weekly podcast which we discuss, review, and talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I'm your host, the Dave Smith of Fancast, the funder from Down Under, the man of a thousand pop culture sound bites. Let's see if we <laughs> can get the... through it without saying the N-word. <laughs> Double J. All right. Yes, I feel better from when I did this episode last week. Um, Yada 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 Road v. Wade Blah 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 Women can't get abortions Blah 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 Let's talk about the big topic this week Let's not fuck around Let's not mince words Alright I cut a bunch of shit out of this podcast Because this is important Very important Did you know bread's gone up 80 cents? No I'm kidding Like Obviously there's only one big news topic this week um, and Which is funny because I fought on friday i was like well the only thing i'm really gonna have to talk about is the joe rogan episode that changed really quickly didn't it um <laughs> come town is kaputz. it's no more rip come town it's dead it's finished come on out you rapist oh yeah i added a bunch of other sound boards sound stuff sound stuff yeah sounds <laughs> Added a bunch of other soundboard parts to this. Oh, I can't talk today. Should I start again? Yeah. Now we'll keep going. You, you people, you, you forget like the amount of times I stop, like within the first two minutes, and I re-record it. But keep going. Come towns, to kaputs. Starve left the show. You know, he put out a very heartfelt message on the gram, as the kids say. Um, saying thank you for the last um, six years. Thank you for giving me money as I just laugh in the background and make funny sounds um, and make me a millionaire or made me a millionaire. Um, I did write down, is this bullshit? And it's not bullshit. It's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, podcasting folks it's live shit happens Um, and my dick kept getting hard but his dick was too small to get hard (laughs) yeah I did write down I thought maybe it was bullshit it's not bullshit it's legitimate it's true Um, listen they've been saying they were going to end the podcast at the end of the year anyway Starve obviously decided to jump ahead and do it now now, because he's got a lot of, you know, things going on in his life right now. He released a special a couple weeks back, which I haven't checked, but is probably doing pretty good numbers. Um, and I guess staff would rather, you know, upload him doing crowd work to YouTube, you know, Andrew Schultz style, you know, with funny little crowd work bits. Um,. But, yeah, it's seri- It's seriously clear. Starve wants to be taken seriously as a comedian and put all his time and effort into that and not just a podcast where um, he makes gay jokes. Yeah, you know? Nick and Adam are still uploading podcasts under the Cometown's new banner, and there's not a button for quotation marks, but new banner. But um, just like day, if Dave left or Lewis left or Jay left... It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the Legion of Skanks anymore. This isn't Come Town. They can bring as many guests on. They can have Ian Finance fucking piss on a cat. You know, it's not the same. And, you know, it's sad, truthfully. Like, you know, in the entire time I've recorded this podcast, um, we've only had one show or podcast we talk about, like, quit or disappear. That was The Loud Boys, which is ironic. Because the Loud Boys was the Wish version of Cometown. Um, I've heard fans saying that, you know, they should have done a goodbye episode or one final episode for staff to say goodbye. But that's not Cometown style. That's just not the way they work. Um, and the way that they've done it, while a lot of people may not agree, is probably the best way to do it. You know, like, I've seen... like you know, I lie, there was a, you know, we um, obviously had the last episode of the Irish Goodbye podcast too. But I didn't really talk about that, besides maybe two episodes. Um, yeah, like, so you see some podcasts, like the Irish Goodbye is a very good example. They did one final episode and they said goodbye. It was great. But that's because that's a semi-decent pod, you know, that's a semi-decent podcast. It's a semi-serious podcast, you know what I mean? Come Down's not that. Calm down, you can't take it seriously. There's nothing they say on that podcast should be taken seriously. Um Yeah, and this is just fucking life. And it sucks. Like it's it's this is like me three days still processing all of it. You know, because people I listen to on the podcast are my friends. <laughs> like you just wake up one day and the podcast, you know. I'm sorry. One day we'll wake up, and your favorite podcast will be gone. It's just the way it is. One day we'll wake up, and Dave Smith will be running for president, and fucking Big J will be on cruises, fucking fours or two fours or three twos, you know. And Lewis will be sitting in a golden plated mansion, you know, watching his son throw a football around. Things end. Podcasts end. It's that. Um, and with Come Town, we'll probably wake up one day and the podcast and the Patreon will all be, you know, gone. Replaced with, you know, the Adam Friedland show, which is what they're sort of jokingly trying to rename the podcast. Um, which I'm sure will last 10 episodes before it gets canned because no one's listening to Adam Friedland by himself. There's two kinds of people that listen to Come Town people that listen for Nick Mullen and there's people that listen for Nick Mullen and stuff. That's it. There's no in between. Um, so I guess the rest of what I'm going to talk about, and I know I'm butchering this. I'm, you know, I'm very sad. I'm so sad. He's a fat Jew. Um, But just let's take a walk down memory lane. You know, let's, Reminisce. Let's remember the good times, not the bad. And by bad, I mean the last four months have come down. Um, you know, staff having the most recognized and decisive laugh in podcasting besides that MAGA dude who hangs around the stand when the Legion of Skanks records. Apparently he hangs around a lot of comedy shows. Besides him, staff has the most recognizable laugh in podcasting. You know? and you know he's a very funny man but that's what he'll be known for he will always be known as cometown's laugh track and I mean that in the most complimentary ways possible um you know and you can't talk about cumtown and not talk about the significance of cometown you know as a podcaster you know and as a podcaster and a listener how they took a podcast, that's silly, it's silly, and just free guys goofing off, you know, making funny sounds, telling jokes, you know, making up their own homophobic lyrics to songs, you know, and somehow, unbeknownst to how, you know, they not only made a livable wage on Patreon off it, they built a financial empire. You know, comtown is probably, even though Star's Left, still top two podcasts on Patreon. I know Tim Dillon is, I think, pretty sure above them, but it's one and two. It's one A and one B. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's shown... A lot of people, and a lot of people have tried to rip it off, like the loud boys, that you can make money and you can be successful being ridiculous, you know, being silly, you know, being asinine, being ridiculous, whatever, whatever other big words you can think of, you know, and then, and I'll tell you this, like when I was working my old job, Um, When I would run out of podcasts to listen to, which happened frequently, or I didn't feel like listening to a particular podcast that night, I would go on YouTube and I would just listen to hour-long compilations of Town, And I think that is in part why Town is so successful. You know, like, you can go, I, I can remember them off the top of my head. You've got you know, Nick almost says the gamer word. You know, what was it? Mega Minds compilation one and two. You know, um, that four-hour compilation where they all do retarded voices, um, or they do neck voices. You know, like there's hour-long compilations on YouTube. There's there's YouTube channels that just run twenty-four-seven feeds of Cometown Town episodes. You know. It's also a podcast where the Patreon, if you want it, is free. Every Monday, you can find the Patreon version of Come Town Premium on YouTube. And they knew that. We've talked about this. They all knew that was happening. They never once tried to stop them. Maybe one or two of them. But you can still find it pretty easily. Like, it's amazing the amount of success they had and how much of it was just fans. How much of the success of this... It's amazing. It truly is... rare. It's astonishing. You don't see that with the Legion of Skanks. You know, and granted, if an ep- a clip of the Legion of Skanks ends up on YouTube, it's gone within two weeks. If you, if, geez, if you dare put up a whole episode of Legion of Skanks, it's gone within two hours. You know? You type... You try and go online... <clears throat> or go on YouTube and see how many clips of the Legion of Skanks you can find that aren't released by the Legion of Skanks. And then put that against Town. It's fucking ridiculous. The amount of effort fans go into some of these things they make is insane because they care, they love the show. Um, and I've never seen that for any other podcast before, Ever. I've never seen a phenomenon like comtown. Um favorite moments of comtown. And I know, listen, it's not it's still around, comtown's still there, but this is the end. You know, at least at very least it's the end of a chapter if not the book. The begi- or the beginning of an end. You know, I've heard fans say that this might be got I gotta pull out right now. I've heard fans saying, you know, that this might be like a rebirth. Or, you know, I also heard a funny comment that, you know, someone wrote, literally whatever Nick Mullen is in, I'll watch it. If he's, in, if he's overdosing in the corner of the room as a guest on Fire and Kid, I'll watch it. You know, like, these fans are rabid for him. They love this shit. It's astonishing. I would kill for two fans like this. <laughs> Who could take the shit I do and remove the first 13 minutes of me stuttering and just put the good shit. Like, it's um, it, it truly will always blow my mind. Anyway, favorite modes of come down. You can't not mention Adam shitting his pants moments before they started recording the podcast. And then as Adam runs off to the bathroom, Nick, hit rec- Nick hits record on the podcast. It is one of my f- – it's, it's some of the f- – 20 minutes of the best podcasting I've ever heard. It's hilarious because it's so organic, but still at the same time, hilarious. And also when your friends shit themselves, it's funny. When people shit themselves, it's funny. It's naturally funny. <laughs> um, you can't not mention all the musical bits they've done. Like, like some of these just stick in my head. Like they're just stuck in there. Like, I probably pushed out fucking algebra out of my brain, remembering all these. Like, you know that song? I push my fingers into my eyes. is the only way. That song. <laughs> well, <laughs> Starve and Nick decided to go, I push my fingers into my eyes. It was great. And I can't find that bit anywhere, but it's amazing. Or they do. They've done the system of the sound so, um, system of down uh, chop suey. Yeah, you know, wake up, stick a dick in your ass and make up. Just this, this stuff that just sticks in my fucking head. Um, you can't talk about sandwich gate. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, when Adam went to get himself something to eat and he didn't get star food, um, which turned into a fifty minute ordeal of uh, essentially Adam being a Jew and simply not wanting to buy star food. To the point where they called the little place where Adam got food from to ask if they had sandwiches because Adam said they didn't have sandwiches. These things, these things stick with me. Like, this whole, this this soundboard is 30% come town. Look. Christmas morning (laughs) here in Washington (laughs) and I've been fucked in my ass by the Mujahideen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to fuck up the recording, and I'll fix it anyway. But I, myself, have been inspired by town All right, and the recording's going to fuck up, but it's worth it. This. <coughs> this. <coughs> that whole bit was taken from town I ripped that straight off Nick Mullen. Because it was that funny and it was that easy to do. Um, Just these things. There's hundreds of examples. You go on YouTube, you can find any example of them. Um, Yeah. Those are just a few of my favorite moments. Um, uh, With Starve moving on to the next stage of his life and his career, I won't lie, I am curious to see if his past with Cometown's hurt, like hurts him down the track or comes back to haunt him as he opens himself up to a bigger audience. Like, even though Starve was always the one to sort of rein in Nick when he went a little bit too far, Starve, you know, in the normal world, has said some pretty fucked up shit. So I am curious as if he ever gets big, that will affect him. And it shouldn't, because it's come down. And, you know, I'm pretty sure if you know who Starve is, you know he was on Town, And I know he doesn't promote it on other podcasts and such. But anyone who tries to, you know, let's just pity me, humor me. If staff was to walk in for an SNL addiction, they would know he was on Comptown. If they didn't know he was on Town and they weren't aware of the, all the things he said, it's their own fucking fault. Um, you know, And then essentially, and I've already started, you know, listening and you know, writing down some things for next week's episode, but what's, what's next? What's now for Adam and Nick, you know? Do they keep going with this bit of the Adam Friedland show and do they have the occasional guest on? Um, do they try and fill the hole with another morbidly obese comedian that Nick can slowly try to kill? Um, you know, does Nick leave the show now? You know, as I said they've been talking about ending the show at the end of the year anyway. Does this fast track that? Um Or does he still wait until the end of the year? And lastly, how unlistenable and horrible will the Adam Friedland show be without Starve and Nick? No one will listen to that. I've heard the I've heard an episode without Starve and Nick on it, it was fucking horrible. And it had Ian Finance on it. It was still horrible. Um yeah. You know what? That's for 20 minutes. I think I that is a fitting tribute for Come You know? A podcast that, when, it's, when it peaks, when it's at its best, is unmatched. And it's a very good podcast. And it has its low points. Like the last three months. <laughs> but truly... A, It's a sad day. If you're a podcast fan or a podcast... Once again, they've got a meme made out of Cumbtown that half the people... Well, not even half. 80% of people don't know it's about Cumbtown. You've seen the thing. It's like every podcast has one of these three guys. It's the Jew-looking fucking cartoon character. It's the fat dude from Toy Story who paints dolls, who looks like Starve. And then it's literally fucking Nick Mullen with a mustache. From... Um, What's that movie? It's a Pixar movie. Um, it's it's that, you know, do you sometimes wonder what's going on in someone's head? Like, it's the it's like rage and envy. You know, I can't remember what it is. It's the emotions and shit. That, do, that looks like fucking Nick Mullen. That is a meme made about Cumbtown. That's how big this podcast is. That it has a meme that is universally known about them. So, yeah. Rest in peace, come town. I'm still going to listen here and there, um, especially for the next few weeks, considering this is very big news. Um, But if you ask me, you're not getting a rebirth. You're getting a slide. Unless Nick Mullen does something he rarely does, and that's try. Speaking of trying. Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! Now we're going to do what we're actually <clears throat> here to do, and that's talk about some of the best podcasts from the week gone by. So, honourable mentions. Eminem and Royston, 5'9", uh, panties in the mouth. Um, Andy talks about how he had a girl in his younger days, like, you know, college and stuff, that wanted to play a game called Rape. You know that game? You've played that game before? I've played that game before. Come on out, You rapist! You know, she wanted it rough, but not like, you know, slap me, choke me a bit, you know, spank my ass. This woman wanted it rough, rough. Like, punch me in the face, sort of rough. And Andy, being the lovable, you know, sweetheart he is, got to the point where she wanted it real bad, like some real violent shit. And Andy's sitting there thinking, this bitch is going to fucking, what if this bitch decides to go to the cops? because I'm going to leave bruises on her. And he went, yeah, nah, I'm good. And this obviously brings up the infamous video of um, the chick getting spit-roasted by two black dudes um, who asked one of them, she asked one of them, to punch her in the ribs as hard as he could. And he obliged. <laughs> Boy, did he oblige. He rocked that bitch with some fucking really good fucking swinging left hooks. It is still one of the my favourite video online. I'm sure you can find it on Pornhub. It'll be fucked. It's hilarious. Extremely violent, but hilarious. Um, and then obviously we talk about they're sweeping up Cometown Premium. It's just a normal down episode. There's nothing overly special or anything about it, but it will go down in infamy as the final episode. The final one where the boys were all together. Um... You know, and I I didn't listen to it until I heard the news. Obviously I wanted to go back and listen to it, see if I could pick up on anything. It's just a normal episode of Comtown. And I think like you know, I don't want to rehash all of it again, but they ended it the way they should have ended it. You know, like if it was the Legion of Skanks or it was the Real Ass Podcast or or, or it was Dad Meat or something like that. A podcast that will eventually end. Like, Joe Rogan experience is never ending. It's going on until Joe Rogan dies. But a podcast like that should have a final episode. It should have a goodbye. It should have a walk down memory lane. You don't need that with Town Because the fans, they've already gone online on YouTube and they've started making walk down memory lanes. So, yeah. Then we get to episode 88. Dunstan checks out with Biz and Sean Clay, dad mate. Um, they talk about how elephants have the memory of a girlfriend who's been cheated on. You have no idea how true that is. Girlfriends, girls that have been cheated on will remember the smallest things you do. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Tim has a theory that Jewish kids who go to Israel as is part of the birthright, and um, I'll be honest, I didn't actually know what the fuck this was. I had to look it up, so apparently, and if you know this, congratulations, you're a lot smarter than me. So when Jews turn 18, I don't know if it's particular Jews, if it's orthodox or unorthodox or whatever the fuck, or ascetic, they get a free trip to Israel. Once again, and I've said this many times to people, I have seriously, seriously contemplated, contemplated becoming Jewish. See all the fucking holidays these people get. They get free, free free fucking trips to Israel. Anyway, Tim has a theory that these eighteen-year-old Jewish boys, you know, they go to Israel as part of the of the birthright, and they get mad fucking pussy, like Gold Gadot fucking pussy, top-notch premium pussy, while they're there, and they come back fully converted. Because you know, I'm sure you know an eighteen-year-old kid who's Jewish is like, I want to be a fucking Jew. You know, I don't want to fucking do Hanukkah. I don't want to do Christmas, and then they get fucking primo pussy, and they realize, fuck, this Jewish stuff, pretty fucking good. It's a very good theory, and I'm pretty sure Irish Fury said something very similar that I've heard. Um, like, who in their right mind, if you're listening to this right now, if you fucked fifty women that look like Gal fucking Godot, the chick from Wonder Woman. And you were having that quantity of pussy thrown at you. Would you turn? Would you want to fucking leave Judaism? No. Um, and that's really it. That, that that's all I've got. And then we get to don't over explain it. The bonfire. So remember when Jay wanted to cheer his dad up, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, and tried to start good vibes for Gary trending, and no one responded. <laughs> um, poor Jay. Poor, poor, poor Jay. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. Well, apparently people did respond. They just didn't respond in the thread that Christine put up on the Twitter feed. They actually responded with the hashtag. Anyway, speaking of Christine, they give Christine shit for the entire episode um, because in the heat of the moment when she was trying to make Jay feel better by mentioning something a funny, you know, Sorry, I should re. Let's go back, rewind. So the whole idea that what Jay wanted to do with Good Vibes with Gary was have people, um, give names they you know funny names they've heard or said or given to their penis or vagina, or a penis and vagina, because you know people can have both. People can have neither. That was the whole point. No one responded. Okay. Anyway, they gave Christine shit for the entire show because in the heated moment. She called a pussy a slide. Which no one has ever done in the history of ever. No one has ever called a pussy a slide. A slit, yeah. But not a fucking slide. So they give a shit because she tried to make Jay feel better and she just looked like a dumbass. Although the idea of slip and slide, let me put my, can I, you know, let's go for a slip and slide, or how about I slip in your slide, is very funny. Anyway. So here I, I wrote, I, I put this podcast here because I just want to mention some of these, you know. So like here, so words for pussy. Some other funny words for pussy. You got peach. Yeah, I've used that before. Even though usually when I say peach, I mean ass. Clam, always a solid one. Eggplant entrance. Yeah. Um, bone box. workerhole and I'll be honest with you, anything that has hole in it, it's too, it's too sexy and it's not funny enough. We're going for funny, not sexy. You know, Like if I'm fucking you and you like, you know, if chicks, if I'm fucking a chick or a dude, you know, I'm the Jason Ellis of fan cast. <laughs> or I'm, you know, Dave, you know, I'm the Dave Smith of fan cast. That one time we fucked a tranny apparently, allegedly. Um, if, it, if a chick goes, you know, fuck me, fuck my hole, like. Yeah, that's going to turn me on. But if I'm walking past and I hear a chick for a 3rd pussy as a whole, I'm like, oof, you're a, you're a grotty woman, aren't you? Um, cum trap, ninja slipper, cock bagel, and of course for hairy pussies, monkey mouth. And then you've got words for cock. You've got penis fly trap, pork sword, bonker, tuna can, meat missile. I like meat missile. Um, tallywhacker, Hot Pocket, actually Hot Pocket was for pussy, I just forgot to move it on the notes, I didn't move, oh, and then more for pussy you've got Hot Pocket, Lasagna, lasagna Taco, which I like that, and Come Catcher, that one might be the most unintentionally sexy but funny one out of them all. um, yeah, there was like a hundred more, but that was just some of the highlights of it. And then we get to the bonfire. Happy birthday, we guess. The bonfire. This is number one bullshit. This was the episode where DJ Lou celebrated his birthday. He turned 25. But that's what happens when you smoke kids. You look 55. Now he turned 40-something. Um, someone got Lou booty shorts. Lou wasn't a fan. Because it's DJ Lou and he doesn't like when people compliment his rather juicy ass. Um, Speaking of juicy ass, Lou accidentally, quotation marks again, I would never suck a guy's dick, but if I did, it'd be one of the best sucks he's ever had. (laughs) Um, Lou accidentally ran into one of the gays who invited Lou back to his place when all he wanted was all, you know, who accidentally ran into one of the gays who invited Lou to his place because they wanted to fuck him. When Lou was just looking for a drink to continue the party. Um, what was it? It was... It was... Anyway, it was, I can't remember the other one. But he ran into Bruce, and Bruce wasn't too pleased to see Lou, considering Lou didn't recognise him after they tried to fuck Lou. <laughs> and then Lou then go on a radio show, which is pretty successful, it's on SiriusXM, um, and mention this um, interaction that then became a weekly gag and or topic. So Brucey wasn't too happy that he became the butt of everyone's joke.
1: That's fucking amazing.
0: I've never seen the, uh, the bonfire f- do anything funny. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently a good way to get pregnant is to have a gangbang and let the sperm fight it out And the best sperm wins. That's Christine uh, Marie Evans, 2022. Um, if that was based in any sort of logic or fact or truth, there'd be a lot more black babies in this world. Just saying. Come on out, you rapist! Wrong one. Let's see if we can get through it without saying the (laughs) N-word. Um... Lou and also, Lou like me, doesn't like his birthday. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to not want a fuss mate about you. I'm the same. I hate my birthday, which is coming up in a couple weeks. Um but, you know, I've already had my girlfriend go, What do you want to do? You wanna go out for dinner? I'm like, I wanna sleep in. I wanna be I wanna sleep until four o'clock in the afternoon and not be bothered. And maybe get some pizza. Like I don't need presents, I don't need gifts, I don't I, don't, I just want it to be a normal day. All right? That's just me, but, um, Yeah. And then we get to war mode. Man on the moon. Let me ask you something. All right. And they mentioned this, but I want to ask you. And remember... I'm um, going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. These dudes or these people. We'll use. We'll just use the dudes as an example because they're a really good example. These dudes or these transgenders and these women who go to these Roe v. Wade, you know, rallies, these abortion rallies, these pro life, these you know, pro choice rallies. These men who go to these rallies who have never seen pussy in real life ever, screaming to the point they lose their voice. Do these people have jobs? Do people at rallies... Like, we Australia, for example, the last few days, we've had, like, climate um, extinction protests. And by protests, I mean, like, 70 people are running around, like, causing havoc. We had one chick yesterday who parked her car lengthways on the entrance to the freeway tunnel. And she then... Um, Put a bike lock around her head, um, so there was no way to move her. These people who go to these rallies—do they have? Do they have jobs? Do they work? Because, like, I work a full-time job. I run a podcast. You know, I walk the dog. I clean the house, etc. I don't have time to go to a fucking rally. I don't have time to go to a protest. I don't have time to spend my time in the city throwing trash cans and all in all being just a twat or a fucking what's a good word a fucking i don't have time to be an eggplant entrance like where the fuck do these people find time for it like and also another thing with this like first off she drove to the entrance of the like the freeway tunnel she drove so she used petrol not good for the environment and she then you know as i said she took one of those bike locks you know the big u and the end she chained that to she chained his head to the he- like the, the the fucking steering wheel had this had someone decided fuck this bitch i'm going to work and rammed her if the airbag had gone off she'd be dead this was, a, this was a This was This was essentially an attempt of suicide by stupidity. Because if the airbag goes off, there's nowhere for her head to go, except for into the back of, except for her head to go fucking back. She would have snapped her neck. Um, yeah. It, I don't. I understand how these people have time to go to these rallies. It's been fun though. Looking at some of this rally footage though, people losing their fucking minds. No, all because you know what? You can't you can't kill a fucking nine-year-old, nine-week-year-old fucking baby anymore. Um, no. Fuck yeah, dude. There's old women standing outside your house calling you a slut for listening to this. Wrong one. Yes, this is the one I wanted. Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shane Gillis, not me. But yeah, like, we can talk about it. We got time, I got nowhere to be. Obviously, the Supreme Court um, overturned the decision on abortion. Um, And now, they didn't say they didn't outlaw abortion. They just said that states can decide on it. You know, I think, what is it now? I think 11 states have already decided that you can't get an abortion even under the pretense of rape and incest. It might even be less, it might be like 11 states have actually, you know, outlawed abortion, but some of them might actually allow for those special circumstances. Um, and obviously, you know, leftists, they lost their fucking minds. Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. <laughs> um, you know, and dudes. And let me just say this. If you're a dude at one of these rallies, you're a fucking pussy. You are a cock bagel. You know, they—they they, um, I think they tried to break into... Like the Supreme Court in Atlanta, they tried to do an insurrection. Did you see that? They did. They see they did the insurrection, but of course, you know, it doesn't work that way. Um, and they've essentially just been partying in the street for the last fucking four days. Um, yeah, I've said my point on it. I'm fucking pro-choice, but at the same time, you know, America is only the fourth nation to restrict abortion. I think the other three countries are in third world countries in like Europe or like Africa. It is the only first world country to outlaw abortion. Even if it is just, you know, a few states, it's, it's quite fucking insane. But yeah, like fuck them. It's the, it's the summer of anal sex. You know, if you're in America, fuck bitches in the ass. You got a really good excuse for it now. Anyway, back to the podcast. And then we get to franchise let down the bonfire. Um, they talk about if... Imagine if we had... Te- uh, like, when we were teenagers, like, you know, 15 to... Uh, 14 to 17. And you had a TV in your room. How... F- you know, that age... 14 to 17 when you did have a TV in your room. Imagine how fucking awesome it would have been having these all these streaming services and like YouTube alone. Like imagine, you know, because every TV now is a smart TV. Imagine if you were 14 years old and you had Disney Plus, Amazon, fucking Netflix. Um, what's the other one? We have it in Australia. It's called Stan. I don't know what the American equivalent is. And YouTube. My God, you you I, the the fucking hole I would have gone through in my life. The rabbit hole. I would I would be I I would think the earth was fucking flat. I would think fucking nine eleven was done by the Illuminati of Jews, like. And I would have seen a lot more titties because I remember, like, I grew up with like four or five channels. Right, um, I would have seen so many titties because my parents were fucking digit, digit like fucking technologically retarded. They wouldn't have known how to put a fucking um parental control system on it. I would have seen some titties. Um, geez, having the internet alone, I would have seen titties. If I was a fourteen-year-old and I had this much porn at my fingertips. Boy, would I be fucked. Anyway, you know. then you know we did have DVDs. Like I can tell you right now, one of my favorite DVDs was, um, it was a WWE DVD. It was, um, the Summer of Divas or something. But essentially, what it was, it was a hour long, long behind the scenes doco of like the Divas doing like, like film shoots. And this is when they were like, racy this was g-strings and fucking titties out and stuff and i remember one day being in my room and my stepdad was about to go to work and he saw the fucking screen for it and went what are you doing i went nothing just kind of watch this and go to bed and he went all right <laughs> um anyway they talk you know they talk about what was your dvd collection like growing up i never really like I would, go, I'd hire DVDs or I'd borrow DVDs from friends. I never had a massive DVD collection, you know, because I was on the end of DVDs. We could, I could see that, you know, streaming services were starting to become big. DVDs missed me by about that much. Just the amount of money I would have spent would have been ridiculous. Um, they talk cheating in schools. Um... I never really cheated in schools. I've more cheated... in. I've cheated more in tests in my adult life than I did in school. Like, if I take a test these days, I'm cheating. But in school, I never really cheated. Like, maybe if I sat next to the smart Asian kid, like, maybe I cheated then, but really, I didn't really cheat. Um, anyway, apparently college students students in America and Australia and a few other places in the world are paying people in like Nigeria and you know poorer countries anywhere between 200 to 2000 dollars a month to complete their um, assignments and their um, essays and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And not just for fucking bullshit arts degrees, all right? You know, we're talking lawyers and doctors and, like, master degrees, PhD shit, you know? And in some cases, these people in fucking Swaziland are being asked to dumb down their their essays and their um, assignments and stuff to match the student's actual intellectual level. See, this is some next-level shit. This is some fucking mummy and daddy paid for me to go to college and I have money shit. It's fucking insane. Like you know, I'm sure twenty years ago people were doing this. They were just paying the fucking, you know, the little fucking squinty-eyed fucking, you know, to do it. They were like, "Hey, fucking Ching Chong Bong Bong, do my do my fucking assignment for me, and I'll you know, I'll let my I'll my girlfriend I'll give you a blowjob or something." But this, this is next level. Anyway, now these, now these people doing these, doing the work for these rich kids are upset because they realize now that they could have just gone to school and got themselves these degrees and actually got themselves out of poverty if they weren't so poor that their children needed shoes. <laughs> like two thousand dollars a month. Let's say it takes you. I don't know. What's a master's degree? Take you three years. That's. Even if it's picked $2,000 a month, that's 24... That's like 70 grand. That's a lot of money. I'm sure someone's getting murdered for that money. But, you know, you become a fucking doctor or something. And you could even get a scholarship. Probably a better way of doing it. Uh, they talk about... They, what they talk about and they watch some of um, Adam22 and his girlfriend, uh, Lana the Pug's uh, only slash porn cast. It's a porncast essentially. It's a podcast and then they do porn. Um, so what they do is they sit down with a really famous porn star or a porn star. They talk to her and then they fuck her. And listen, it's a really smart idea. It's a really out of the box idea. And everyone wins. It's a podcast that's really unique and you get to fuck a porn star. Anyway, in one of these videos, Adam22's girlfriend, Lana the Pug, is clearly pregnant. Is clearly showing. Um, And how horrible would it be to grow up, get to school one day, you're, you're 14 years old, you're 15 years old, and you see all your friends huddling around a computer. And they're watching your parents fuck. In a threesome with a really hot porn star. As your mum is pregnant with you in said porn video. And listen, Jay does make a very good point. Like, at least the kid can say it's like, it's his parents. You know, it's not his mum getting fucked down by some other dude. It's his mum and dad fucking with a super hot chick, you know. It's not Lana Rhodes. Let's put it that way. Lana Rhodes' kid, when and that kid grows up in about 12 years, is Fucked. Because that woman has done some of the most grotesque shit unmanageable, unmanageable, manageable, fucking ever seen. Imaginable. There we go. That woman has been pissed on. She's had fucking, like, six-on-one gangbangs. She's had cum in her ass. She's gaped. Like, some kid's going to see that one day, and that poor kid's going to be fucking dramatized. Um... Anyway. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Episode 655, the Puerto Rican River. Legion of Skanks, the Zoom show, obviously. Um, they talk about how Shane is getting into great shape and looking fucking yoked. We're going to talk about Shane a little bit later. And then we're going to talk about Shane a little bit later after we talk about him a little bit later. Um, Lewis talks, uh, doing a Legion of Skanks, uh, ski trip. Um, we didn't, you know, Lewis just uses fucking company money to do things he wants to do. You know, hey doggy, let's go to Jamaica. <laughs> let's do a Skank Fest in Jamaica. Um, like, you know, if Jane, you know, even if he'd do this, he'd go on this, this, this fucking gas digital legionist gang ski trip and Jay and Dave would just sit at the bar all day. They're not skiing. Like Lewis does this shit for Lewis and he's really fucking smart for that. That's some Jew shit. That's some tax deductible fucking shit. Um, uh, Lewis talks about uh, a, f- a fight he had with his sister about a river at Disneyland. Listen, I'll be honest with you. We'll say it now. This entire Zoom show is essentially an extended version of the Real Us podcast with Dave Smith and Big Che O'Kerson. It's all Lewis. It's all Lewis. Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. So, here's Lewis's version of events. And we'll try and speed run this because this is not the most interesting story he tells on this podcast. So, the whole family, him, B. Baby James, his niece, his aunt, um, his sister and her husband, they all go to Disneyland, you know? And his story is that they all wanted to take a bus because, you know, they're Puerto Rican, they're Spix. And Lewis is like, well, let's just take an Uber. Why would I catch a bus? But regardless, Lewis and b they're not in any rush. So... Lewis's sister, her husband, the aunt, and the two kids—they go on the bus, and Lewis and B are just going to catch an Uber because you know B going to do a hair, and they're in that rush. Um, Lewis gets there three minutes behind them, um, you know, which is pretty good. Um, they put their phones and stuff in lockers because that's apparently a thing you do at Disneyland, so you don't look at your phone. Um, at this point I wrote nothing Lewis is saying sounds truthful at all. Um, before they put their phones and stuff um, they obviously texted or they called and they said like Lewis's sister and her husband and the kids say they're going to go to the wave pool. And apparently this wave pool has had a bunch of fucking kids die and it's one of the most dangerous whirlpools in the world. From what Lewis just explains. Anyway, Lewis puts his stuff in the locker you know and then they get there to the wave pool. Can't find them. Nowhere to be seen. So Lewis is sitting there. He's watching all these little kids fucking stack it on this wave pool. Crack their little fucking heads open like fucking duck eggs. And Lewis can't find his son. Now, if you know anything about Lewis, he loves his baby boy. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. Um... <laughs> Um, so he can't, find his, he can't find baby James. He can't find anyone. You know, so Lewis has got no way to contact him. He's got no phone. And he's just watching his kids get fucked up in this way. So Lewis is worried sick. He thinks his son is, you know, hurt or even worse, being molested by Mickey Mouse and Goofy. So he's stressing out. He's like, oh, what the fuck? And B, being Lewis's better half... Says, let's go check the Lazy River. You know, obviously there's a river you can go down on a fucking raft or something. Let's go check there. Because they're Spicks. Maybe they just wanted to go for a stroll. You know, go for a nice float down the river. Um, and sure enough, being the Mexicans that they are, Lewis sees them having a great old time floating down the river. As he loses his mind and begins yelling at them. Trying to climb... Through this fake jungle that's set up between him and his baby boy, um, Lewis's sister takes no responsibility for this at all, as she's essentially the female version of Lewis. Lewis's sister's version of events was that there was no mention of a wave pull at all when gaslights Lewis, <laughs> which is such a Lewis thing to do. Well, um, yeah, you know, they are siblings. Um, After this happened, Lewis and his sister didn't speak for about six months. And uh, after one time they returned from Jamaica that Lewis paid for, you have to give him that, he would have paid for all of it. Um, They talked about it again and then they ended up having another fight about it and they didn't speak for a while after that. Um, (laughs) It's a really good story, but Lewis tops it. Um, They briefly talk about how Joe Rogan... because he's in Texas and he's not in L.A. anymore, um, flies people out to Texas, um, flies all these guests out to Texas, unless their names are um, Big J or Lewis. And then Lewis tells a story of almost getting into a physical confrontation with children at a Starbucks. I assume it's a Starbucks, but it's it's boy, is this a funny fucking story. My son's mother took my child away from me and now dates a giant black man that I have to go and pretend to like because I'm not funny. So. Anyway, before Lewis tells this story, uh, Shane calls Jay this time, not Lewis, and he says that they still owe him $1,000. So, anyway. Lewis parks to, you know, he's parking his car to go see James at his, you know, at his play where he's playing one of the Cat in the Hats. You know, I have to do it. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. Um, So Lewis stops. He's got a bit of time. He hasn't eaten all day. He stops to get a bite to eat. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting there. He's going to get one of those fucking lettuce burgers with, you know, like, bread-free burgers. You know, it's the lettuce is the, you know, the burger bun. (laughs) He's fat! Um, And he's sitting there waiting for his meal, and these you know, 14-year-old kids are fucking around. And Lewis watches as a paper cup flies through the air full of water and hits this Asian chick. And it's pretty clear these, these kids threw the cup at the Asian chick. Now Lewis, even though he's all for Asian hate, you know, even, even though the Asians took away one of his best friend's dream jobs on SNL, decides that, you know... His, his kid goes to school in this area, um, and it's a nice neighborhood, so he decides to do something about it. So he decides to just casually stand in between these kids and this Asian chick. All right, fair enough. It's subtle, but it does the job. Um, So this chubby little white fuck, this little fucking faggot, Walks up to this Asian chick... And sarcastic... Fucks with her, essentially... Walks up and he goes... Oh what happened miss? What happened to you? Someone throw a cup at your face... Oh... Ching chong ching chong... You can't see it... Because it's an audio medium... But I'm doing the... I'm pulling my... I'm using my fingers to... Do the... You know... You know... And, And Lewis decides... That enough is enough... Justice must be served... And he can't help himself... And he tells the kid to, you know, leave her alone. You know what happened. You threw a fucking carpet at her. And this kid's like, no, no, we didn't do that. Anyway, and then these kids start, the, you know, the rest of the kids behind Lewis start laughing. And rule 35 of how not to get beat up by Lewis J. Gomez is don't laugh at Lewis. It's a very bad idea. And Lewis says, you know, who the fuck are you laughing at? Like, how about I knock you all the fuck out? To which one of them, one of the girls in the group says, you know, we're 14. And one of my favorite Lewis responses I've ever heard says, I know, which will make it all that much easier to knock you all the fuck out. (laughs) Essentially, it's this soundbite. Fuck your child, nigga. I'll bury you in that motherfucker. Not what you gonna do. I'm with it, nigga. I'm a goon. Um, Then they throw a cup of water. At Lewis, which is rule number three of how not to get beat up by Lewis J. And, um And then Lewis says something, and I'm like, oh, it all makes sense now why Lewis would protect an Asian. You know, besides maybe the idea of he could get some pussy, you know. In the mix of these 14-year-old kids this group, there's three black kids who are mostly causing all the trouble. See, it all makes sense now because black beats Asian every day of the week. So anyway, these kids throw this cup at Lewis. Not a good idea. Lewis chases these kids as they bolt in different directions. And he grabs onto one of the black kids by the by his backpack. As a mystery Puerto Rican who comes out of fucking nowhere, grabs one of the other kids. Now Lewis, with his fist cocked, is ready to fuck this child's life up. He's ready, he's ready to give him some fucking trauma. Um, but then he then he looks across the road And he sees one of, one of the fucking white kids Is filming And Lewis showing better judgement Which he's done a lot of these days You have to give him credit for that lets the kid go And then proceeds to chase after the white kid who's filming <laughs> And in typical pushy, pussy fucking fashion The kid falls over to the ground And then assume, uh, proceeds to take the fetal position Um, Lewis then realises that this has become a scene and stops and goes back inside to get his food and leave and just so we, you know just to tie it all off this part of the story the Asian chick doesn't even say thank you and my dick kept getting hard but his dick was too small to get hard (laughs) so, fuck that bitch now, you're probably sitting there thinking, if you hadn't listened to this podcast, well, that's the end, isn't it? No, it's not. So, after he watches James and his play, and he does really well, which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. Um, he's driving home with his sister and his niece in the car. And as he's driving past the exact same street, he sees this same group of kids. And this is where the story gets completely fucking stupid and ridiculous and not true. But it's very funny. So what Lewis does, he's got a giant water bottle next to him. He rolls down his sunroof and he throws this massive water bottle at these kids. Doesn't hit the kids. It lands in front of the kids at their feet and sprays them all with water. Now, you're expected to believe... You're expected to believe this, even though Lewis swears in the life of, he, life of his son's life that he somehow made a perfect hook shot out of a moving car. This is also the same guy who couldn't hit a shot in a basketball game to save his life. And that is the end of the story. I don't... Lewis has to be making the other part up, but if Lewis says he did, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they, you know, that's pretty much the peak of the episode. They talk a little bit about, you know... Ari being a good person, like a Jewish Loki in the third four movie. Um, trash, poor white trash people being more anti-Semitic than normal whites, etc., etc. All we right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Why don't I even say quick break? Like You're not even going to know I'm gone. I'm going to pause. Go and smoke a cigarette. You're not even going to know I'm gone. Enjoy our racist Nazi show. Legion of blacks episode 656 Kulturas of the liver with Dave Attell and Maddie Smith now granted I don't know much about Maddie Smith I've heard her on the um, uh, Real Life podcast a few times I know she's on Wild and Out etc etc for someone who's on Wild and Out she was very funny during this episode and a lot you know she fit pretty well in Um, Anyway, they open up with Bad Bitch from Krakamiko, which I must say is a fucking banger of a song. Like, is, what was his previous song called? Um, LA is Gay. That's a banger of a song. This is better. Come on one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here. So fucking bravo. Really bravo. If you haven't heard it, I'm sure you have. Go and listen to it again. It's fucking amazing. Anyway. um, Apparently, it was supposed to be Tim Dillon on the show, but um, apparently, he'd rather hang out with Joe Rogan. But I'm pretty sure he was on last night's episode, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, They talk about, is Joe Rogan hot? Is Joe Rogan hot? Not back then. Not his fear factor days. Now. Where he's lost about four inches thanks to his neck and... He's, you know, you know how when bald people get old and they, they get that shiny head? He's got that. Like, I'd fuck Joe Rogan just for the money alone. Like, fuck that, yeah. Joe Rogan's the fucking man. Um, uh, Jay talks about how he did yoga on the Fully Loaded tour, which he's on at the moment, I believe. Um... Lewis talks doing comedy in a park, seeing a 60-year-old woman flash flash her pussy at him and upsetting a black family when he made a joke. I believe the joke was, oh, you are you guys Puerto Rican? And they went, we're African-American. I I know that. I was making a joke. We're African-American. Let's see if we can get through it without saying the (laughs) N-word. Obviously, when they talk about Was doing comedy in a park. They remember when uh, Jay got pulled off stage on at a field. I that was one of the first episodes we ever did. It was very early on in the in this show in its previous uh, formation. That was fucking nuts. (laughs) That was absolutely insane, and you know, and the thing I will always remember is they had the stage and it was in a field. And they just dumped a bunch of sand so when the, when the audience brought their own chairs, because that's what you do, you bring your own chairs, they could put their chairs in sand. It was bizarre. Um, they look at a statue to commemorate. Uh, carom- 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 you fucking cunt. Um, look at a statue to honor Juneteenth. Fuck you. Um and because I was listening, I didn't actually see the statue, so I went and looked it up. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so I searched it up and it's one of those, you know those those combs that black people wear, like, you know, like Ludacris used to keep it in his hair. It's one of those things. And at the top of it is a fucking fist. Like a black fist, like you know, black power. Let's see if we <laughs> can get the- through it without saying the N word. <laughs> it's fucking bonkers. It's it's unironically fucking racist. Um, they talk about the infamous laughing Trump guy from how everyone hates him on the Reddit and the Facebook group to him just completely dropping the MAGA gimmick. And he's just a funny dude who laughs on the back. Now I know it. I, I know an hour ago we talked about how staff has the most divisive and recognizable laugh in podcasting. That guy's a close second and he'd probably be first if he was actually a podcaster. And for all I know, he probably does have a podcast. Um, and we also learn he's not white at all. He's actually Arab. So if Trump ever gets re-elected, he's getting to kick the fuck out of this country. Or well, sorry. I'm not American. He's getting kicked out of that country. Um, Lewis actively remembers having conversations about this guy um, after the show once upon a time in Mexico because he's a spick. That's the joke. Wanting to kick him out. But, you know... Then realizing you can't kick someone out of a comedy show or event for laughing. <laughs> and the, hip, the hypocrisy of it all like, you can't come to the show anymore. Why? You laugh funny. It is ridiculous. Um, Attel joins at about the 49 minute mark. Things pick up from there. Um, they talk and make fun of, um, a guy, and, um, the audience who has muscular muscular dystrophy, maybe I have it. He's got his legs don't work. He's fucking um Walt Junior from Breaking Bad. Good old Nigel, no legs. On a plus side, though, he never has to give his chicken massage because his legs and his arms don't work. Uh, they talk about a forty-one year old teacher fired for um having fifteen year old students. Pose in artsy sexual explicit photos. Obviously for like an assignment or something. She let 15-year-olds pose topless and in masturbational situations. You know, and some of these photos, children are covering parts, you know, explicit parts of their bodies with bottles of alcohol. I'm assuming this was done on campus. Um... Yeah, as a fifteen-year-old boy, you'd be like, "Best day of school ever." As a fifteen-year-old fat chick with low self-confidence, and as and as a parent, probably not. And my dick kept getting hard, but his dick was too small to get hard. (laughs) You know how fucking great school would have been if I was a son. If I was fucking had a school that did that, it's like I don't want to do arts this year. Arts is so fucking gay. Hey. Did you hear what fucking Miss Krabok will let us do last year? No, what? She let us fucking pose naked. We saw we saw fucking Sandy's fucking big old fucking dew tits. I'd be like, I'm doing arts. I can't draw for shit. I'm doing arts. Um, they talk about Alex coming back from um, Italy all tan and shit. Um, and they look up her IG and the most fucking mass, you know, the most whackable f- pictures of her. Like, I don't know, I don't know if it's a recent thing, I don't know if it's, you know, something that's always been there, but she got some fucking cheeks on her, like, she a bad bitch, bad bitch, like, forehead goes all the way to the back of her, goes to the top of her head, but she a bad bitch, um, they debate if Lewis has the hots for Alex, um, and Jay challenges Lewis, even though even if he wanted to, he couldn't take Alex away from Harrington because of Kim. And Lewis says the only reason he hasn't <laughs> is because Kim is alive, and if Kim died, tomorrow would be on. Is the reason why. Because if Kim Compton <laughs> found out that Alex and Lewis were fucking, everyone would be murdered. Lewis would be murdered, and Alex would be murdered instantly. She's Puerto Rican, you know fuck of her. You're a bad bitch. Bad bitch. You know, that's Alex's best friend and that's Lewis's ex girl fucking ex girlfriend. Um Lewis does say in a different universe where Kim isn't alive or around and Alex doesn't fucking work for him, it's on. You yeah. know. And you know, like in the whole point is like Lewis is like, of course, you know, I don't want to, but of course I could take, you know, steal Alex away from Harrington. You know, the homeless man down the street has as much shot with fucking Alex as fucking Harrington. That's not because Alex is a slut or anything. Just, Harrington's a homeless bum. If you looked up homeless bun in the picture, homeless bum in the pit, in the fucking dictionary, it would be Harrington with one of those sticks with a fucking bandana tied to the end of it. Harrington looks like a homeless person. And he's batting well above his average. Anyway, so they're not doing the tournament of suck thing and um. Damn, that sucks. Instead, each week or whenever they remember, they're going to do Do They Suck? They're going to take one person and see if they suck. The first person up is the liver king, a dude who is jacked as all fuck and eats a pound of raw liver. Every day, and animal intestines and animal testicles. Sorry, animal intestines and animal testicles. Within the space of seven minutes, they come to the conclusion that this guy doesn't suck, and he rules. And then, but maybe, and maybe it's Skankfest. Lewis versus Harrington in an animal and an eating competition where they both eat animal testicles, and whoever wins. Whoever eats the most wins the love and affection of Alex. And I bet you, Harrington, he's batting well above his average would eat as many fucking animal testicles as he could. That man would die if he had to. Now, this is usually the part where we say, well, thank you, this is the end of the show, blah, blah, blah. But we have a tradition around here. Anytime... Joe Rogan does one of those Protect Our Parks episodes with Ari, Shane, and Norman. We do it at the end because it's a special episode. It is the greatest collection of comedy talent ever assembled on a Joe Rogan experience. And that's what we're going to do. So, the Joe Rogan experience, Protect Our Parks 4 with Ari Shafir, the young bull Shane Clearus, Clearis. the young bull Shane Gillis, and comedy Mark Norman. It was also pointed out by um, the Joe Rogan Rogan experience experience. And I need, think I need to take a drink of water before I fucking do this. Yeah, listen to something while I fucking drink. Christmas <laughs> morning here in Washington. <laughs> and I've been fucked in my ass by the Mujahideen. <laughs> <laughs> it was pointed out by the Joe Rogan experience experience that the last week of episodes were all recorded beforehand and canned, so Rogan could maybe have a week off. So he's probably on vacation. And he knows this because at no point did they ever mention Roe v. Wade. At no point whatsoever. Anyway. They they start off by talking about the Me Too movement, etc. And Ari has a belief, a saying, a code, a mantra, a motto. When it comes to the Me Too movement, believe all women... Believe no actresses. And it's a very good point. And this is where the fun stuff happens. So Ari has, is very competitive, super competitive, probably too competitive for his age. And the fact is he's a fucking, you know, you know, if I can find it. You fucking Jew. He's a fat Jew. So Ari tries to keep up with Shane drinking-wise. Because, you know, everyone's like, that's Bud Light. Anyone can do that. Anyone can smash 12 fucking Bud Lights on a fucking podcast. And he bets Shane $5,000 that... Shane bets Ari $5,000 that Ari can't keep up with him. This will become more prominent as the episode goes along. Um, Apparently, Hinchcliffe was offered a job... Writing for the WWE, which to be fair, everyone's been offered that job. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, they talk about Hitler on meth and Biden fall, falling off his bike, Tower 7, etc. Rogan shit. Um, so remember the Jessica Simpson, Jessica Simpson in that Dukes of Hazard fucking music video? I do, because I whacked off to that a lot as a kid. Um, it's not actually as hot as you remember it. She's got no ass in that fucking clip, in that music video. It's not that attractive. None of those women, none of those backup dancers have ass. It's not fucking, like, probably the most sexually explicit music video I ever saw was Anaconda from Nicki Minaj. That was fucking ridiculous. Now, I'm sure... Since then, and I don't watch a lot of, you know, I don't listen to a lot of current music, and I definitely don't watch a lot of music videos these days. That was the most sexually explicit thing I had ever seen on a fucking music channel. It was insane. Um, Yeah, it was ridiculous. They talk about when did chicks with big asses become the in thing. Um, They say that, you know, it became mainstream about, uh, you know, it's been around since the time of Baby Got Back but it didn't really become a necessity that a chick has to have a big ass um, until Kim K. You know, it didn't become a, a, a necessary thing that hot chicks had to have fat asses till Kim Kardashian. So when, you know, the history books are written, Kim Kardashian will be remembered. So, you know, Kim Kardashian built a global financial mega power empire. Off the fact that she was pretty... And she had a fat fucking ass. Um, Shane's the star of this episode. You know. He doesn't, like, he doesn't talk a lot the first hour. But when he gets into the groove... He gets into the groove. And the best thing... There's no weak links. It's not like... Oh Shane's the best. And everyone's like... You know. Shane's fucking gonna break his back... From carrying these cunts. It's that good. But Shane just shines through. The longer it goes the more Shane shines through. Um, They all shotgun beers, even Jamie shotguns a beer, which I've never seen on a Joe Rogan experience, and I never thought I would. It is truly amazing, and I'm going to suck Rogan's dick here for a bit. You can have a podcast where you can have a fucking dude with 200 PhDs who invented the fucking COVID vaccine and knows all this shit, and then you can have an episode of fucking... Four fucking comedians sitting around drinking whiskey, smoking blunts, and shotgunning beers. It's truly a phenomenon that, in twenty years, fucking people will do fucking papers on. Uh, they talk about uh, they they talk aliens sucking off other comedians, about how great they are, obviously, and other Rogan-led topics. Then they shotgun another beer. Uh, they talk is. Uh, Bert, is Bert taking off his shirt the biggest on stage? I'm sorry. Is Bert taking off his shirt on-stage the single biggest move in the history of comedy? Like, every comedian's got their own little thing they do that gets a crowd pumping. Like, I remember fucking watching Eddie Murphy roar, and he takes off his jacket, and the crowd loses their mind. But I'm, you know... I'm assuming when you go see Burt live and he takes off his shirt the the pop the the fucking ovation must be the equivalent of stone cold Steve Austin in 19 like 98 they must go ape shit for it um so yeah it is probably the single biggest move power move in comedy ever um, Ari starts to fade and get and, and getting he starts getting really fucked up at about the two hour and ten minute mark. Uh, they tell tales of celebrities they met and were starstruck by or they kissed too much ass and they didn't really have any more interactions with them. I think Normans was Seinfeld. Like he worked with Seinfeld a bit and he sucked his ass and he was a yes man too much and Seinfeld didn't want anything to do with him. Um, they talk about Hitler being an evil person, but the goat of public speaking. They watch Hitler and Mussolini speeches, um, as Biggie Smalls and Tupac is synced, you know, like synced up behind the speeches, and it, it fits pretty well. Um. Uh, Joe says, "Shown, shown. I can't talk today." Joe says that Shane's Tony Hinchcliffe impression is the best he's ever heard. Um, and it's a very good impression. Like, the only person I think who does a better impression is maybe Soda. Um, Ari, star, Ari slurs his words hard. He's starting to get fucked up. This is at like... the What are we at? This is like the 2.30 mark. Uh, Ari continues the tr- tradition of being a dirty fucking Jew and not using the toilet. And instead, jams his dick in a whiskey bottle in the fucking hallway and pisses in that. Um, and then Ari really starts to fade to the point where he can't sit up straight at about the two forty mark. They then watch CTT, they watch CCTV footage of Ari pissing in the hallway <laughs> into this huge whiskey bottle. And this was by far the funniest part of the pod because, once again, it just happened naturally. They, they watch Ari fuck, Ari stick his dick in a whiskey bottle and piss in it. He doesn't spill it. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, Ari, at one point, completely passes out on the mic at about the two-hour 48-minute mark. Then wakes up yelling, saying that he also smoked weed and that's why he's fucking all fucked up. Um... They play R. Kelly Real Talk, which has become a mainstay st- on um, these Protect Our Parks episodes. Apparently people in the comments are like, oh, you guys talk about the same things every time. It's a free hour it's a fucking four-hour podcast, of course they do. Of course they're going to rehash some things. And Joe Rogan really likes that fucking song, and I don't blame him. Um, Ari passes out again at the 305 mark. Um... As Shane um, tells how uh, tells the story of his sister being addicted to heroin, which proves and Joe Rogan is you know completely bewildered and had no knowledge of this, which means uh, that Joe Rogan did not watch Shane Gillis' special. That's what I took it took out of that. They watch more Hitler speeches. Ari the Jewish fear falls at uh, three hours and nine minutes, as Shane lightly kicks him and tells him you'll be all right. Ari then froze up at 3 hours and 12 minutes. He froze up into a, um, well, we call it an esky in Australia, but it would be called a cooler. So they continue the podcast as, as you hear Ari just vomiting into this cooler. And he just vomit on the floor a little bit. Um, Ari still tries to conti- contribute as he's on the ground with his face in his own puke um, until they end the podcast. Shane Gillis is a fucking god. Shane looked like a god. Like I said, don't get me wrong. There's no weak guest. It was amazing. Um, The only weak part of this episode was probably Ari's liver when he woke up the next day. Um, This is one of the best podcasts in the year. Now, listen, I understand you don't have four hours to listen to a podcast. I do, but you don't. Started around the two hour mark because that's when things get fucking hectic. This is a great podcast. It's, it's long, but it's Joe Rogan experience. That's to be expected. It's fantastic. And Shane Gillis looks like a million dollars. Ari Shafir put Shane Gillis over big time. So fucking bravo. Go and listen to it. Even if you just will listen to the last hour. Listen to do it. <clears throat> and on that note, I'm going to fucking bed. Because I have to be up in seven hours. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Come on out, you rapist! As always, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, etc., etc. Skankverse Um, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating or review. It helps us out a lot, helps us get our name out there. And I, well, you know, me and this huge team I have behind me, which is really just my split personalities. Um, and as always, by all means, tell a friend, a family member or a Come town fan about this podcast and until next time same time next week i must now bid you and adieu so goodbye mwah, and good night bang <clears throat> and my dick kept getting hard. But his dick was too small to get hard. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get, on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. <laughs> shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Ori Mulligan. Need to come you Want me to make you come? I'll make you come